0: welcome back this is the wilderness tamer podcast minisode number 15 good old technology now a quick shout out to the show's sponsors is dry pocket apparel they are the future of swimwear that come with an integrated dry bag as a pocket with a self-sealing magnetic strip that is certified to 100 feet down and it will keep your phone dry as a bone so go check them out on facebook instagram tiktok and as well as drypocketapparel.com and to save you a little bit of money, use promo code WILDERNESS to get you 25% off your order. My other sponsors are Nomad Outdoors and City Bonfires. <clears throat> now, getting into the minisode. I figured my technical blunders were behind me. If you want to hear about my latest one, check out the latest minisode, number 14, Houston. I had a problem. And my newest episode, which is number sixteen, making memories. Me, my dad, and my brother. We go up a little section of river here in South Georgia, and we tear them up in the kayak. It was a great fun day. And if you want to hear that story, you can, <laughs> or the debrief on the day. And we also get into kayaking do's and don'ts as well, and what type of boat work with what type of boat w- would work best for you. Say that five times fast and uh just like if you're going in the ocean and you don't really want to sit in unless you got a skirt because you might get swamped either by the wave of an ocean or in the boat wake so it's one thing to definitely think about and we like i said we've been doing it for at least 10 years now i've had my kayak for 10 years now it was on and off and especially with two kids now it's very rarely and I'd say honestly, about when I started this podcast is when I got back into it, or back to using my boat, and was actually had the time. So it opens up so many doors of opportunity for fishing. I mean, you can go from small creeks to the big, big blue. So check it out as well. And it just so happened that Sunday after that, Saturday, that Sunday after that Saturday, my I was working. Sharing on the working on the Anchor app desktop that I use for my podcast and just working and spreading stuff for say for my social media's accounts. And all of a sudden my phone goes black and I like dead as a doornail black. So I try to turn it back on, nothing. I end up going to YouTube and by that diagnosis it was firmware just to be concurred with the guy at the store. Who said, Yeah, your phone's sent to the gods. And I said, You need to set everything in it as well. As long as you backed it up, you should be good. Well, my naivete self didn't. I thought I had it backed up to the Samsung Cloud, and for some reason, it wasn't there. So I lost a good four years of wife giving birth, raising kids, hunting photos, dogs, and a dog I've had that died from lung cancer here recently just a lot of good memories and stuff in which they're in your head and you can live with them anyway and you'll remember them in that spot but it's good to look back and plus just the and I know I'm I'm not trashing Samsung one bit I'm so glad I switched from the iPhone because that phone integrates itself into your life so easily I mean it is simple and once you get everything kind of loaded into your phone it is it's honestly better if you're an iPhone user just try it make the leap you won't turn back (laughs) but that's a serious tribe thing going on there with cell phones and all that but other than that i got it worked out got a new phone in got all the apps and all that stuff running i'm still trying to get all the contacts in that which sucks and like who's this new new phone and all that but having to getting into what i had coming up i I was going to have Keith Sermons come on to talk about the NWTF banquet we got coming up, and as well to just talk about him, what he does and stuff too. He's a owner of Jack's Chop House out here in North Valdosta. But it being Father's Day this Sunday, I think we're just going to scrap it, and I'll probably just pull him in at a later date. So having to do a little workaround on that. And I'm also, I've been so busy here lately, I haven't even had the chance to get out in the woods now, which I have put in for my quota hunts, for show, sure. And I will be putting in for my Piedmont rifle hunt now, but here's my dilemma I'm coming on. Well, I'll tell you this, I'll get into what, I ain't gonna say where I put in my quotas because then y'all be a competition, but just know i put some in for around here and it's some dang good spots shout out to rayberg who went to explore a good spot to today actually i need to contact him i probably will after i do this sewed and see how he likes it because i love that where he's at is a eight point or better management program if you see a dandy over there if you just see a buck i should say it's gonna be a good one now granted when i went There was a full moon. They were walking in the middle of the night, and I did see a little spike. But I knew better than to shoot that sucker. One, I ain't going to do that. It was a tiny one, and they need to grow. That's the only way you're going to get a big deer. But majority, I'm a meat hunter. Growing up on public land, you take what the land provided. You don't pick and choose. That's what you do on that private farmland where you can buckle down them deer. Pretty much like a non-high-fenced farming animal in my opinion and that's about the only way you can really get them unless like places like piedmont where i go religiously every year i do not miss it that place holds a special place in my heart i know i talk about it a lot i'm super excited to get out there this archery season to go hunting up there and especially with my longbow i cannot wait now pray to god nick connects Because the chances of shooting a doe or a buck up there are highly likely. And I'm I'm just giddy as a schoolgirl ready and getting to practicing. But I've been kind of having a big dilemma, uh, inner war within myself. I'm on this great hunting club. Now, growing up, uh, we've been on like maybe two or three. From me, when I was 11 years old, when me and dad started, and that wasn't on until later on in life where I was driving. There was one thing I was like 15 years old on the first hunt club we ever got on, and it was in Stockton, Georgia. And then I was, after we got off of that one, I was 16, and we got another one in Clinch. And it was a great club. I killed six doves that year. So it was awesome. But the lease ran out, and someone else, they canceled the lease. I don't know. Well, we didn't get back on after that season. But through all that, All we did was hunt public land. We planned our months out and where we could hunt, especially around the rut. We picked the best chances to possibly get a big deer. And I'm going to miss having a place to hunt during the week if I have the time, which I really don't. Between by the time I drop off my youngest at daycare in the morning, drop the oldest one off at school, which is summertime right now but and get to work and then by the time i don't work i pick them up i don't have time that's just the way it is and it's the time of life that i'm in and i completely understand that i'm glad of what i'm doing i'm where i'm at right now and i'm glad just to go but on the other hand too i'm gonna miss just having the, somewhere in the woods to go out and clear your mind for one because this club was 15 it's 1500 acres and i mean it's like a private wma now granted i might get on next year i don't know but for me in this time this year 2021 it's just not happening i don't think and i'm kind of fine with that i mean it sucks i'm excited to hunt my longbow and i know i could really get it because it had hogs bears everything i mean it's like the it was a mini okie finoki swamp or Stephen foster for them guys that hunted you know which i'm going to be going out there but i'm going dang sure have me some hunting buddies going with me so I'm thinking of just, just stepping off the club this year, keeping the money in my pocket because it is $1,000 for hunting lease. And that's that's a lot to fork up. I mean, People don't realize hunters, what we pay. I mean, we always joke, say, yeah, I get the free meat. But is it really free? I mean, really think about it. I believe most hunters go in the hole during deer, deer season especially with processing fees like that. That's why I'm working at Lance Whitmore's meat processor this year. So that way I get a damn good discount on my processing fees. And plus I really like working in that type of stuff. It's fun. I've learned a lot, met some cool people and opportunities for the podcast. I'm, there was a bunch of out Western hunter guys I want to talk to. Hopefully I'll see him again this season, but With me, I just feel for this year and changing it up and getting back to my roots, like I've said before. I think I'd be better off taking a few hunts, planning my few hunts, hunting hard, and actually connecting. Because like Piedmont, I'm planning on hitting at least two, maybe three times this archery season, and then the once the rifle hunt kicks off, and I'm kind of that being my major four major hunts. And, of course, my good old spot, Silver Lake over there, it's over at the top of Lake Seminole nestled in between the Flint River and the Chattahoochee. It's about 10,000-acre WMA. Now, the deer look like a little farm goat. I ain't going to lie. I mean, there are big ones. We had a buddy kill a nice eight-point over there on a whim. He was just off work one day, went over and hunted, and shot one middle of the day. They're there, but majority of the time, it's just going to be a good little end of the season hunt to go camp out with your buddies and have a good time. That's what we've done for about the last two or three years now. And I plan on doing that again, but I've I've really been tossing around the idea. And as I sit here, I'm still thinking about it. But as I'm talking and thinking about the hunts, I'll go on. I think I really am just going to pass this year and not get on my club. So, I think that's the decision there and I'm going to stick with that one because I even haven't been out there yet. I hadn't even scouted and it is what it is. So now I was going to go to an archery shoot today and go practice with the old longbow because I know I'm dang sure you can, I will say this turkey season. I was shooting every lunch break of every day. At least in the weekends I would shoot two out of three days out of the weekend maybe get my shoulders in the day a day of rest since I'm only been shooting even just like maybe two, maybe three times a week now, just because for summer it's been super damn busy, especially with work, family, everybody knows how it is. I can tell it's a shooting a stick bow is a very perishable skill, a lot quicker than a compound. I will say that. And of course, I and mean, that goes without saying, of course, but that's what, I love about it even more. Like I shot yesterday for a good hour to two hours trying to work to that point of fatigue and just practicing. And I know a lot of people say don't do that, but every time I've been in the woods or something's happened like that, it's most time when I'm about winded either climbing up the tree or climbing down or climbing up a hill, you know, I mean, you just never know. And I feel like it's good to practice that when you're tired and long and just ain't got nothing left in the tank to see what you still got and you could do so and i'm got also i gotta start digging on my stand this year i'm running my millennium lock on it's the old school with it's like the trampoline mesh material in the seat quiet false so when you stand up it won't clink or nothing like that it's the type of chair you can fall asleep in easily but as y'all know with the lock on there's no railing or anything like that like on a climber so you got to be strapped in and just keep wary but other than that it's a great stand i've hunted many many hours and toted it from south georgia swamp to the north georgia mountains in it so it's definitely been used and i actually gotta buy me a new receiver mount to hook around the tree because i actually lost it don't know where it's at through some moves it's just been misplaced and it's probably sitting in a box curled up somewhere but that's just one thing i'm starting to kind of get all my inventory out get broadheads and all that I will be buying me some more arrows before season for sure, so that way I have at least full dozen going in, and I will be buying some more broadheads. But I do believe I'm shooting the old Montech G5s, but I think I'm going to try the Montech M3s this year. I'm going to get a pack and see what they're about, and I'm curious to see if they whistle any this year, because I know with the Montech G5s they can whistle, but with my thing too with that stick bow, I'm. 30 yards is my max distance. Now, granted, that's plenty enough time for that deer to jump the string. But hopefully everything just falls into place and it all works out. Because I know Montec will work. I've shot a hog, literally land ten, ran 10 yards and fell over. Direct heart shot. And I even cut myself with those broadheads through a pair of jean pants. So they're a pretty wicked broadhead. I know there's always something better and there's always a bigger fish. And, but for me, it's what's worked. And that's what my dad's killed animals with. So, other than that, I'm just going to keep on shooting and keep on keeping on as you, as y'all need to as well. I appreciate everybody coming out to listen to this podcast and just supporting it and keep it rolling. I'm going to, I got some important people coming on here soon. It's just everybody, a bunch of my schedule has been having kind of been moved around, but some episodes I got coming up. Y'all are gonna like them. Now, I will say this: a little nugget just to keep y'all interested. A guest I got planned for probably beginning and mid of bow season. If you're a bow hunter, you know his name. He's a world class bow hunter, and that's all I'm gonna say. So I am elated, excited, jumping over the moon. I just, I mean, even to be talking to the guy, I was like, holy crap, kind of starstruck. So once again, just keep on trucking, as Jerry says, and y'all have a good day and a happy Father's Day.